Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 191 of Art for Your Ear. So, I just wrote about this artist a few weeks ago. I can't remember if I stopped typing partway through the post to message her about coming on the podcast, or if I was able to control myself long enough to write the post, hit publish, and then frantically email her. On Instagram, she's known as Misprinted, and you're about to find out why. When she's not on Instagram, she's a Dutch artist who now lives in a little red house in Norway named Angela Gobens. Angela is a collage artist, meets street artist, meets photographer, a combination that she now calls a locative artist. You guys, she cuts out little people and places them on and in alleyways, windowsills, meadows, puddles, and lakes. Yeah, and that's just the beginning. Oh, I love them so much. See, now do you understand why I had to have her on immediately? So let's do exactly that, shall we? Calling Angela in her little red house in Norway. Hi, Angela. Welcome to Art for Your Ear. I am happy to be here. Yeah, all the way from Norway. Here, I was, I just think it's so cool. Thank goodness for technology. I'm in Western Canada. It's morning. I've got my morning coffee. You're in Norway. It's past dinner time now. And we're going to talk about collage. How great is that? (laughs) I think it's really great. (laughs) Me too. So I just discovered you, which I don't know how I didn't know about you for ages. Um, And I posted about you and people loved it because you're, how do you say it, locative? I call it locative collage. But uh, it was, uh, I came up with the term myself, so you can call it something else too. I had a um, long time ago, I had an exhibition at a gallery uh, uh, from Winston Smith, and he wanted me to write something about my art practice. And I, I never wrote anything about my art practice before that uh, exhibition. And uh, yeah, he asked, yeah, and so I asked him, what, what is it called? What am I doing? It's not collage, <laughs> it's not photography, it's, it's not street art, what, what is it? And he said, yeah, just came up with a name because you were the first one who was doing that, uh, in, as far as I know. So then I thought it's not really street collage because I also put uh, paper figures in nature. And so I, I thought locative collage. Yeah, that is brilliant. And that's, yeah, well, I mean, I once I found you, I I'm not sure how long I spent on your Instagram feed. A very long time, <laughs> because there are things in water and they're floating away, and then there's little tiny things in a corner of a an alleyway, and um, and then your photography is so beautiful, and I yeah, people went nuts, and I the first thing I did was message you and say, will you please come and talk to me from your little red house in Norway because um, we have to hear all about this. But before we get into everything you're doing now, I want to know about what you were like as a little kid in the Netherlands, because that's where you're from. So what were you like? Were you cutting stuff out of books when you were a kid? Uh, No, I wasn't. Um, But uh, we had a very art-loving mother. She is a ceramist, and she makes ceramic art. Oh yes, all our life, and uh, and she loves art. So every weekend we had to be in a museum or 
She has been doing art uh, markets very long. And then we children, we play beneath the tables. <laughs> um, what she also did, what I didn't like is that um, uh, almost every time she had an art market where she sold her work, then she found out of, of an artist who's living in the neighborhood. I don't know how she found it out because, you know, this is the pre-internet time. How how did she knew that the artist was living there? But anyway, she we had to drive there after the market, and she just uh, uh, ringed the doorbell and asked, um, "Could I see your studio? Because I think you make really great work." And then, oh, and I was sitting so ashamed, and I wanted to hide. Couldn't you call them? Oh, I don't have the phone number. Or nah, if they don't like it, they just say no. And we had to visit all those artists every weekend, and. So art was always part of our family, but not always a part that I really liked because uh, sometimes it was a bit too much. <laughs> um, and so were you, when you, when, you know, when you were under that table, were you making anything or did you, did you like drawing or painting or what did you do? Well, my mother first, she had a workspace at home, but then uh, she needed a bigger oven. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, heater. Um, to bake their her work, and then she went to an uh, so she had uh, she went to a collective where they all were ceramic artists, and there I she always took us kids with her, and we had to yeah we were put in a corner and we got a piece of clay and uh, I made a lot of ashtrays. Nobody smoked at our house, but it was a thing I I always make. I don't know why. So we have a lot of ashtrays still at our home. That's hilarious. Um, how so many kids were there? No, it was uh, mainly me and my sister at the yeah. place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so when you were in school, um, were you an artsy kid or were, did you have your fill of art on the weekends with your mom? Uh, no, um, neither of this. I was a very uh, rebellious, left-wing punk kind of kid that wanted to go to punk concerts and wanted to change the world and went to a lot of demonstrations. I never did anything with art before uh, before I met uh, uh, Extra Cool, well, yeah, before later in my Wow, wow, that's crazy. And so, um, oh my gosh, so did you try, the nice thing about Europe is you can go to hop on a train and go to all sorts of things so were you going all over the place to go to your concerts and your yes I was going all over the place. also I was working for a kitchen uh, Rampenplan and they made food all over Europe but uh, organic uh, uh, vegan food for yeah on demonstration so the bigger the demonstration was the further we would travel wow so I've seen a lot of Europe and um, but Later, I realized there was a lot of art involved in that kind of things. I never realized that before. But yeah, who's going to make all the posters for your benefits, uh, for your uh, for your concert that you're organizing in your uh, squatted house? Uh, we had to make, um, you were, we were showing a documentary and then we have to make a flyer and a poster. And um, I remember that once I found a whole uh, basket of babushkas you know the small russian dolls yes yes another doll oh yeah yeah the stacking russian dolls yeah yes i found them on the street and of course i took them with me because yeah we would leave we would leave 100 babushkas on the street of course oh you take them and then i was thinking what i'm going to do with them and 
we decided to make tiny um, burtas and clothing for them. Yeah. Me and two friends, and we have been sewing very, very many, for weeks and weeks. We have been sewing dresses for them, and <laughs> then we made a tiny story. Um, so there was, uh, for example, one doll, and then it said her name is Anushka. Anushka is from uh, Syria. Uh, her her family was uh, bombed or anyway they they had a and then people who went in our restaurant we had a restaurant they um they got a form and they had to find out uh, who is the terrorist that was the question and they could win prizes like really nice wow <laughs> babushkas which we had painted and they could uh, win them and of course the answer was no one was the uh, terrorist it was a psychological psychologic game that we were doing with our guests and um and that was really it's it's a kind of art but i didn't see it as art i see i saw it as activism at the time right make people think of um yeah how do they look at information and yeah we had a lot of how, how old were you when you did that i think 18 yeah it is so amazing, like art and activism, so hand in hand. For me, it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're 18. So did you go away for school? Did you go to college, university? Yeah, I went to university. I studied politics because I thought that was a way to change the world. But I found out while I was studying it, that was not a way that I would want to make changes. And um, so I left it in my fourth year. I didn't graduate. Uh, and after that, I was already uh, making, I was working in the, uh, in the squad where uh, we had a restaurant and we had a bar and we had a concert room and uh, we had um, uh, a bookshop and we had wow. um, a print device there. So I was working there at the time already and uh, I stayed there. And, uh, it wasn't before uh, I started, we started our own magazine. Oh. And um, just a few doors away, there was an artist collective where they were printing um, matters. And if you printed it yourself, then you had the lowest price. And of course, we had to go for the lowest yeah. price. <laughs> so we started to print the magazine ourselves. And I came in the, in the it was at the time in the cellar, all the printing, the, they, had, they were mimeographing. You call it now Resoprint. Yes. But you had all kinds of different uh, brands of mimeographing machines at that time. And uh, I loved it there. I loved it in the cellar with the ink and the paper. And yeah, the and smell. I, <clears throat> I can almost smell it as you're saying that. And so, did you, were you doing both then? Like, were you working? Did you end up working there? Yes, I ended up working there. Uh, but I was doing both. Uh, uh, for many years, but uh, it became more and more uh, Knust, Extrapool, the artist collective, and less and less uh, activism because okay. they really, really liked what they were doing. It was, um, um, maybe I'm going too fast, but um, I know that Extrapool, it's an artist collective where they have sound, music, and print, and the print the, um, department is called Knust. And they are the best in the world in risograph printing. And that's not uh, understand. I'm not uh, too over-enthusiastic. Yeah. They, they, really, they really are very, very good because they have been 
working with it for like 40 years now. Wow. And uh, a lot of artists came there to make their own books. And uh, there is also a performance and there were exhibitions and everything lasted one day. So there was really a lot of going on and always a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. And what did your what did your mother think? Was she so thrilled that you were starting to get into this art world? Oh, my mother, she's always been enthusiastic about everything I do. So oh, that's so nice. Enthusiastic <laughs> about this too. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. They, they, they didn't like me when I quit college. They didn't like that. <laughs> they never, they no, most parents. Yeah, most parents don't love that part. Um, <laughs> but clearly, yeah, it was not for you. So when you're when you're working for them, do you were you what was sort of your focus? Were you designing things? Were you printing? What were you doing? Um, I was I'm very good at organizing things. So I was the one when uh, there was uh, when they were selling books. But when somebody came, nobody knew. Okay, yeah, what should we ask for that? I don't know. We have it somewhere because they were chaotic artists at the same time. And so I make systems that people discuss, ah. and um, and I helped a lot. I never at that time I didn't thought of myself as an artist. I just really loved what they were doing. So I did a lot of different things. I was cooking for the people and the bands who were staying there. I made I um I worked mostly in the work in the workspace beneath, um, for example, perforating a book for days. It's uh, all <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to glue a book and that can take weeks because it's all yeah it's not big production machines it's uh, handwork and wow. handmade and making a book handmade that's really a lot of work so um that's uh, and did, that's did you I like think. using your hands like that did it take some practice oh i loved using my hands like that yeah yeah and so uh, what, and, what and was then the I started, then i started making because when you are printing with uh, mimeographing um, and you're doing full color, you have a lot of um, paper, uh, a lot of pages that go wrong. Right. Uh, you have the misprints. So yeah. there you get the name now. Yes, uh, <laughs> misprinted. And before they were thrown away, and I collected all those misprints because I thought they were so beautiful, all the colors over each other and not fitting in. And I started making postcards out of them, and I made book out of them. And uh, later, I also made wallpaper, and I made all kinds of different things of the misprints. And that's also why people were calling me misprinted. Oh, that's amazing! Do you still have? Do you still have any left? I have some here, <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Um... Were you, as you were starting to do that, were you starting to think that you were an artist or did it still not feel like that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't uh, reckon myself as an artist. And um, there was also another project that I made. It was, um, so I started to do my own projects there, uh, but it took years before I dared to do my own projects there. I was hmm. also um, working at a secondhand shop for clothes and um where the profit goes to a good cause um, and uh and we had a lot of ties nobody is buying secondhand ties i don't know why 
<laughs> they were really unpopular. So we had this huge pile of ties and me and my friend we were saying, what are we going to do with all those ties? We're going to make a rope or anything? And then we decided to ask artists to make um, badges, uh, to design six different badges and put them on the ties, had a nice label and try to sell it in our little art shop. Oh, it was really a big success. We sold all of them. You know, the ties that nobody wants to have. Even <laughs> Wow. And, but we, you know, put, uh, put really nice, yeah, badges on it and it was a huge success did you did you make one i didn't make one myself no no you just organized everyone else to do it but i did collage the label <laughs> <laughs> oh did you that one i did because you know you had to you had to have the label around it a uh, nice wrapping so i uh, i made a collage for the wrapping <laughs> out of misprints no, out of uh, old magazines. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to ask. When did you start cutting stuff out of magazines? I already did it for the posters that I had to oh, make. Okay. Yeah. And um, and it went. It just grew. It just grew normally from out of that. Yeah. And so, were you feeling like you weren't an artist because you were surrounded by people who who were quote unquote real artists? No, I always thought myself uh like an imposter almost yeah. because i just loved what they were doing but i wasn't feeling like I, I was there i hadn't had i didn't went to art school um i didn't i didn't understand the language that they talked um and uh but i really liked what they were doing mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. okay so here's the big question do you consider yourself an artist now yes now i do okay <laughs> Phew. Um, and so, okay, well, I'm skipping ahead here, but okay. So all of these things are happening. <clears throat> um, how old are you now? Like, is this into your, you're in your twenties and. Okay. Yes. That was in my twenties and uh, beginning of thirties and I'm now 47. Oh, me too. Oh yeah. We discussed this in our email that we're both 1973. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> um, and so, okay. So, um, all right, let's just, how did you get to Norway? Because that was um, 14 years ago? Yes, that was 14 years ago. Um, we loved hiking in the mountains, me and now my husband. And, um, you know, sometimes um, you are at a place, you think, how would it be? I, I was living in the Netherlands, which is really a nice place, but there are a lot of people. It's a really tiny country with a lot of people. And there was not much uh, nature there. And then we went hiking in Norway and there was just an abundance of wild nature here. Then mm -hmm. I was sitting on the couch and you were thinking, what would it be like if, uh, yeah, if we would live there? And um, so, yeah, we had to try because I didn't want to be old and ask myself, what if, what if? I want to know. And yeah. It could have been wrong, but it was really a good decision to move here. Yeah, that's amazing. So that was 14 years ago. And I've heard, because um, we have a lot of people, mutual collage people because of Collage Magazine. And um, there's a lot of overlap in our little collage world. Um, and I, when I wrote about you the other day, um, somebody commented and said, because I said that you were, you were from the Netherlands. 
because I didn't catch the Norway part that you that you'd been in Norway for so long. And she said, "Oh no, now she lives in a little red house in Norway." And I thought, "Oh, that sounds so nice." <laughs> and so you're now in your little red house in Norway. You have two kids. Yes. And um, and so. Okay, so I know I'm missing part. So how did, so you've made this move. Before you made the move, were you starting to do your collage stuff or did that, your locative collage start once you were in Norway? It started when I was in Norway and it was okay. also because I moved to another country. Um, my uh, best, one of my best friends in the Netherlands, Helma, she, uh, she lost the love of her life, Ubu, because of cancer. Oh. And um, that she was really devastated. Um, they had two small children, and it went so fast. It went way too fast, you know. And I was sitting here, and I just had a baby, and we didn't we didn't even organize the passport for the for the baby, so we couldn't travel. And was feeling so really insuffi insufficient um, in being. I was I was a bad friend, and then I started to make her postcards once a week, and I done that for uh i'm still doing it but i'm not doing it once a week now no it's once a month i've wow. been doing this for many many years i've been making her collage postcards and uh, and sending it to her as a sort of support wow after a year i thought when is grieving when did when do it end should i stop now making postcards or um and I, but i continued for many many years because uh uh, so that's that's how I get into collage. But then we were traveling with um in a tiny camper in the north of Norway, and with two toddlers. <laughs> I wanted to make her cards. I still wanted to make her cards, and um, but I couldn't take with me a lot of material, especially not in a tiny camper with two toddlers. So I started to just place the paper figures outside and make a picture and send it to her. Uh, by by email and that's how I started located collage as a as a practical solution. Of wow, that is an amazing origin story. Wow. I, okay, I can't. So when you were started sending her those, she must have loved that. Like she must have thought her wonderful friend was a genius. <laughs> I don't know if she bought that, but um, she's as crazy as me. So I think <laughs> yeah, I. And I knew she would like them. It was our kind of humor. Uh, right. And did you feel like you were onto something? Did you did you feel like, ooh, this is fun? It was I really liked it. I also really liked to leave them there and to yeah. think maybe somebody will find them. Maybe not, I don't know. But it was uh yeah, it was just uh, uh that it, it's so that's exactly what I thought when I saw them I was like ooh, I, I hope she leaves them there because it's like finding a fairy like how magical to be walking along and just like in some little alleyway there's like a little tiny lady holding a dandelion or something you know in the corner it's just they're so magical and cool okay so this is now so that's what eight years ago something seven uh, I don't know exactly. Sorry, I, I'm uh, trying to do the math of how old your kids are now and how old they would have been in that trailer. Um, yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> um, that's how, as a mother, I do math now. Okay, Charlie's 14, so that means that was that many years ago. 
Dat is een ping wat ik doe. She wasn't born yet. So it must be at least 11 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, it's a fog and you have no idea when it happened. Um, and so what, how, what was the jump between sending these to your friends as support and showing them in galleries? And It was Instagram. Um, <gasps> It was that uh, my uh, I was being uh, yeah, I was starting to putting them on Instagram and people really liked what I was doing and I never expected that. I also never expected to find other people who were doing collages because I thought I was the only one in the world and maybe another person who was hiding beneath a rock is also doing collage. But that was I me. That, <laughs> yeah, I was under the rock. It was me. And a lot of people, like thousands of people all over the world. And there were and there were collage communities. And I was really amazed when I found out that I thought it was like a thing nobody talks about because it's not it's not painting, it's not real art. It's but um that is yeah. so that's so true. Well, you know, that's exactly how I felt too, because in art school, I mean I, I was always cutting stuff. I, I got in trouble all the time when I was a kid because we had, of course, this is you know, we're 47. This is long before the internet. My family had encyclopedias. Do you know encyclopedia? Like, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so that's my, they spent my, they spent my money they'd been saving for my university on a set of encyclopedia Britannica. So anytime any of us kids, there's three of us in my family. If we had a question, my parents would say, check the encyclopedias. And there were so many pictures in the encyclopedias and I cut them out. I would cut the pictures out of the encyclopedias to put into my art or to put into school projects. I got in quite a bit of trouble for that. So they started giving me old um, Meg. <laughs> my, my daughter, my daughter, she had such a beautiful book with animals. No, but I need, I really needed a lion for a collage. So I, I cut it out and hoping, I hope nobody would notice it. But of course, when my husband was reading the book, Oh no, not this book too. Nothing <laughs> in the in, in our little daughter's book too. Yeah, but I needed a lion. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the best. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say she started cutting it out, but no, mommy is mommy is cutting up the books. Oh, that's what I love about collage artists because he, if there's a great picture, I'm sorry, it's coming out. And so now all my books are all chopped up and. Um, but when I got to art school, I was sort of doing the same thing. And it was, this is the early nineties at art school. And it was just like, no collage is not real art. And it was like a craft and it was very lowbrow. And so I was like, Oh God, okay. Uh. And I just didn't do it. I didn't have the confidence at 19 or 20 years old to go, well, no, this is what I want to do. So I stopped doing it. And then it wasn't until years, years later when I was under a rock, uh hiding out uh trying to you know do my work but not show anyone i started cutting things out of magazines and books again that i would find at the thrift shop and but god forbid i would never show anyone because it wasn't real even though i was having the best time cutting little people out or you know animals or whatever i would never ever show anybody and so i had that same sort of moment um again yeah when instagram started suddenly you start seeing these things that are like your things and um finding these communities and we both know the people from collage magazine um and they did collage fest that's how i found out about them um 
I don't even, that was maybe, I don't know, again, losing track, like three or four years ago that they did the first collage fest in New Orleans. And I went and there were so many people there and they were all collage people and they had workshops and talks. And then they'd have like these little places where you could go. There was different workshops happening all around the city and everybody bought, brought books and magazines. I was in heaven. I, t- I talked to people over lunch about glue for like an hour. <laughs> who else who else will talk to you about glue i was there too i really wished i was there <laughs> well I, that's what i'd wondered when i started researching you i was like i wonder if she was there but um because we do overlap so so much with those people and with you know the things we're interested in and so for me it was a very big awakening too i felt like i'd been under a rock um and i even in the middle of all that i wrote a book called collage <laughs> in 2012 or 2013 um, because it was starting to be a thing like people were showing and talking about it and I'd written a book for um, Chronicle Books in San Francisco and they knew that my artwork because I was friends with them by this point they knew that my work was collage so they said hey would you want to write this book and I was like "Uh, oh and I still had this weird shame about it not being real art but I was like "Uh, okay so I got 30 artists from around the world 30 collage artists and gave them each the same starting photo which was a picture of my dad and my uncle when they were kids and said here all of you go make something with this image because I knew there would be 30 completely different works of art all from this one thing and the results that came back were so beautiful and I was so proud of that book but listen to this embarrassing story. So I'm still having this conversation in my own head that collage isn't real. Mm -hmm. I'm in Toronto for a book signing and stuff. And I went out for dinner with four of the artists that were in the book, in the collage book. Well, I had one too many glasses of red wine. And I started talking to these collage artists about how collage wasn't real art. Oh, and because I was talking about mine, like they were asking me about my work and I was sort of saying, oh, well, it doesn't really count. And meanwhile, they're all of these professional collage artists. I was so embarrassed. And so we got into this really cool conversation about it being real art. And that was sort of the moment that everything changed for me. And I was like, yeah, why am I allowing these people from art school to tell me that it's not real when of course it's valid, of course it's real and I just need to go make what I wanna make. And then Collage Fest came out of that and that you know Instagram and finding people like you and it's just been very affirming to know that, yeah, it's real and we can do whatever we like and grab that kid's book and cut that lion out, lady. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. But it, it, it also started the same for me. You think it's not real art and now I discovered by looking and meeting so many artists and see what they do. Like uh, it's just like one, uh, like somebody's painting. Not one painting is the same, and you can see the quality of work and the originality in the works. And um, yeah, it's really yeah. amazing. Me, I really like it. Me too. Me too. And that's why I had to have you on when I when I found you. Um, okay, so. Oh my gosh, so many things. So your work is then outside. Um, You are showing it now. You've shown in lots of, like, so you photograph it and then do you frame those 
photographs? Um, I um, some of them, the ones yeah. I like very much. Uh, I uh, I make uh, um, e clay prints out of them. Okay. And, um, when I have a show or a witch show, I can uh, I show them. Because that's what I was thinking when it's street art and photography. I was like, okay, so then you've got to if you're going to show that in a gallery, you need to then. It's not like do you when you have a show, do you also do original collages? Um, it depends on what kind of show it is. Yeah, uh, I can also do original collage, but I also like always to set a, to leave a few small fig figures around so people can see what I'm doing. That it's not photoshopped, it's not it's really handmade, and um, uh, I think that's uh, not that Photoshop collages are uh, are less, but they are made differently. And I wanted to show people the process, so I always leave a few of my small figures around the place, so people can say, "Oh, that's yeah," so they can see how it's made. That's amazing. So, do you ever hear back from people who have then taken photos of your work, like when they find it? Uh, or do you so leave it out there and it's a mystery to you? Uh, most of the times, it's a mystery to me um because uh <laughs> i didn't sign my work i have now begun to signing it on the back the last uh, three years but before that i never signed my work it wasn't important it's not really important to me uh still um but i had a i had a, for example a show in Opdal. it's a place where i leave a lot of figures because it's not so far from where i live mm -hmm. and and then I heard, then I hear people talk. Oh, was it you that left that little girl beneath there? And then <laughs> they didn't recognize it. But I never, I yeah, I didn't hear it uh, from them before. But this was really nice to hear them talking about it. And oh, did you see that? Or oh, did you see the one with the violin too? Yes, I saw the one. <laughs> oh, that would be very satisfying. That would be. Um... Yeah, I wondered that when I saw your work, I was like, I wonder if she ever finds out because I've done that a few times. I did a, a collage workshop in Venice during the Biennale and I had everyone make these little collages on paper. Like they were, they weren't like yours. Um, but I said, cause it was during the Biennale and like art is very expensive and blah. I said, make a piece and leave it, leave it somewhere in Venice for someone to find and take, you know, put a little note on it that says, this is for you so that people could take a free piece of art home. So I, I made mine and I put it in a little alleyway in a windowsill. And then I went back like a couple of hours later and it was gone. And I was oh. like, ah, oh my gosh, where did it go? It's just so exciting. <laughs> but like, you have no idea. Is it in somebody's house now? Did somebody throw it away? Like, is it in the canal? I don't know. And so, but there's something very magical about just leaving it for others to find. Like, that's why I said it feels like a fairy left it there, you know? Uh, but it also changed a bit your uh, the way you look at a at a city, the way you look at a place. I remember I went to another place here in Norway, and there were people who has been knitting, and they has been knitting so much that they covered a whole bridge, and <laughs> that that just gives you another feeling about the place. Like, oh wow, here are people who are crazy enough and friendly enough to sit together and knit together and make something that's worth uh, looking at. The, yeah. the ugly uh, bridge has now become a piece of art. And I really like that when I see yeah. that. Kind of Me too. Yeah. When you see when art is left behind and it, be, yeah, it becomes the fabric of the city is amazing. There was an artist a while ago, like years ago now, I forget her name, but she was filling potholes in Paris with knitting. 
Oh, that's really nice. I know one who's doing that with uh, Lego, Jan Vormer. Oh, yes, yes, I've seen that too. Yeah, oh, Lego. Oh, I wish I stumbled upon that. I would absolutely love it. It makes it makes your day better. I don't know it why. Does. It does. It really gives you another feeling. Yeah, it does. Oh, static. That's okay. Um, okay, well then, okay, so I found your work, loved your work, had to have you on. Then I started digging around. I'm like, you, oh. I want everybody that I couldn't be on the phone. Just, uh, oh. I just have to write him that he shouldn't call again. I'm sorry. Okay, we, we can just keep the video off if you want. That might help. I might just write him, um, don't call. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's what's happening. Got it. I thought I left everybody a message. Uh, <laughs> Parents probably from uh, yeah, we want uh, his son to play with my son. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, what was I saying? I'm going to cut that back together. Oh yeah. So I found your work. Had to have you on. Then I started digging around and found five million projects that you have on the go. Now finding out that you have kids, I don't know how you're doing it all. Okay, so. This is what I love. I, well, there's so many that I love, but I found the Scandinavian Collage Museum. I so badly want to copy that and make the Okanagan, that's the valley I live in, the Okanagan Collage Museum. Please do. I, I do hope people would copy the concept because it was just a little uh, trashed building beside the main road here in Norway. And one evening I thought it's going to be a museum and it went, it became a collage museum. And um, I would really love that everybody's doing that with, you know, an abandoned, their garage or an abandoned shed or whatever. Make, I'm going to do it. It's, you are brilliant. Um, so everyone listening, it is this tiny, I'm going to post, when I do a big post um, that goes with this episode, I will put a picture of it in there because I see on her about page, oh, and she started the Scandinavian Collage Museum. I was like, wow. Oh, okay. I went and looked, it is this tiny little shed. I don't even know, like six feet by six feet. It is this tiny little shed that you've turned into a collage museum and you show amazing people from all over the world in there but the the people are really amazing that they back this project and that they send their really precious artworks you know to be shown in a yeah in my in this crazy little project and the strange thing is that um i was hoping that maybe three to four people a year would visit it and there are 100 there are hundreds of people coming there each year I never, I never expected that it would be that popular. <laughs> it's amazing. And do you just leave it open? Yes, it's open 24 hours a day. And, um, and Does anybody ever steal anything? There has been stolen once uh, a work from an Australian uh, collage artist, Karen Lynch. And, but it was returned after four months. But suddenly what? there was a bag again. Yes. <laughs> somebody, somebody had stolen it and I wrote her, oh, I'm so sorry, it was stolen. And, um, and she sent me another, a new work and I had the new work on and, uh, and then it was returned. There was no note, anything. So somebody That's... just uh, bought it. Oh my gosh, I love it even more. 
Because I saw, yeah, I saw that it was, you had a little sign that said 24-7. And I thought, I guess people can just stop on the side of the highway and pop in and, and see the work and then continue on their way. I So I live in a tiny little town. There's lots of little old abandoned orchard sheds and stuff around. And I was like, I'm going to talk to her about this and make sure she's okay with it. Because I want to have yeah, the Okanagan Collage Museum. It's brilliant. And if just imagine if there was these little these little tiny museums all over the world for collage. I, w- I would stop at every one of them. Me and too. Me oh, too. I love it. Okay, everyone that's listening, a lot of people listen to this podcast. We're going to have them all over the world, Angela, everywhere. There was a there was a girl in New York who made one in her in her in her shed in the garden. I'm sorry, I don't recall her name now. So it is spreading, and I do hope it will spread even more. Oh my gosh, I it just made me I laughed out loud. It made me so happy. And then I went down that rabbit hole, and I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Went back to your about your about page, and I found. The Collage Club. So let's talk about that. Um, the Collage Club, it's an international group of now about 50 artists. Uh, yeah, we make uh, a collage every week. We have the same book and uh, every week we choose one page and then you have one week to make a collage with it. We also chat on, uh, on WhatsApp and in DM groups about yeah, life and collage and different things. So and so is everybody just from all over the world? Uh, it's not all over the world because we don't have anybody from Africa, but otherwise we have the continents, yes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And can people join you? The Clash Club isn't uh, open for new members at the moment, but please steal the ID, make your own Clash Club, and I can help with tips and tell you what maybe it's good to do. Um, okay. Because, yeah, I love the idea. It's... it's <laughs> difficult to close the group we started it with three three people <sighs> one book and then i asked some more people and more people went to join and and it became more and more popular and so i had to decide uh is it going to be an open thing open for everybody or but i really wanted to get to know the other artists and i wanted to have a personal uh, touch and i thought uh, when it's more than 50 uh, it's not manageable anymore yes we can't, we can't get to know each other and um, so, so I stopped at 50. That's really, that is very smart. See, there's your organizational skills coming back in. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> luckily enough, I have some other open call projects so people can join other projects too, because I really don't like to, to, yeah, to stop and to say it's, uh, yeah, you can't join because I really like things to be open. So steal the ID, uh, please uh, make your own collage club, make your own museum. Uh, and I, I would really uh, applaud. Yeah. Well, I see like this is perfect timing actually because um it's almost February. Should we talk about what happens in February? <laughs> that's another project that's um not only my project. I'm doing it together with Wet Farewell. She is running the Edinburgh uh, Collage Collective. Yeah, they're amazing. And um so yeah, 3 years ago we decided that we're going to have a fabulage because a month dedicated to collage and what we do is that um, we have a prompt list uh, and uh, have a prompt for every day and then people can just set their own goal they can make one collage a week they can dedicate themselves to make collage every day maybe two a week maybe only one the whole month but whatever you do 
pick a goal, stick to it, and yeah, start cutting, have fun. Um, yeah, it's so good. I went and looked at your prompt list. So I'll put that up in my post too, so that people can um, join in and do that. Um, okay, do you want to talk about pink slugs? <laughs> I, I stopped at the uh, Oh, did you? Damn, I just bought, I have a bunch of, I've started playing with clay. And I, when I read that, I was like, oh, I am making a pink slug. <laughs> it was um, uh, the pink slug. It's uh, in the top 10 of the most uh, endangered uh, species by climate change. Um, it's also because it's living on a mountain in Australia and it's white pink. It's the most beautiful pink you have seen. That it's, that it's, I can't imagine that color in nature. Yeah, it is. It doesn't look real, yeah. He likes the cold, but uh, because it's getting warmer, he has to go higher on the mountain. You, you see the problem, the, the mountain will end. Right. We can't, we can't go any higher. And um, so for me, the pink slug is a bit of the anti-hero of um, um, a, the struggle against or the fight against uh, climate change. Mm -hmm. So I made these slugs and I sent them to people all over the world and they put them outside and I wanted to make it big. Um, it didn't uh, went really big, but I got really good friends. <laughs> 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 That's always a nice side benefit. Um, okay, so nobody, people aren't taking pictures of slugs in, in their backyards anymore. I still have a whole bunch here that I, that I haven't sent around yet. So if people want to, yes, they can. I can send them some. But um, it, was, uh, uh, it wasn't as successful or big as I, as I wished, as I thought it would be. But that's mm. okay. Yeah. I learned a lot about it. And, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, and then there's also the collage garden. Can you explain that? Um, the collage garden, it's uh, the idea is um, that people, collage artists, also if you don't call yourself an artist but make collage, <laughs> can send their, um, uh, their paper cutouts of, for example, trees, leaves, flowers, any botanical thing um, blended with uh, persons or whatever you want. And sent them to uh, to a place, and uh, at the place there is a host. So I work together with uh, other people, and um, and they uh, they stick them on a wall, and um, yeah, uh, preferably a place where there isn't any any other art or any uh, any much beauty to see. So it's not a garden idea; it's an idea to. Um, to cover concrete or something with all of these botanical cutouts. So do you just pick a different location every year or something? Um, no, we had about three to four uh, locations a year. Um, it was really a successful, nice project. People love it to send their uh, the paper uh, cutouts over there. And um, I've, I've been working together with people who want to use the concept to make something more out of it. So, for example, they are offering workshops in collage, and or they they um, made a in Russia in Moscow. They, for example, they made a um, that you could go and search for them in a park with a cart. And, oh. hmm, uh, and I work together with uh, micro micro galleries which uh, oh, yeah. make, they do art concepts all over the world. So we had a, uh, a 
paper garden in Kathmandu, Nepal. And there we work more together with the local people. So the local people paste it in, in their own neighborhood. Um, wow. Like, I like to pick uh, hosts or, or places that can give something more than just a concrete wall. Yeah. Yeah. So is this project still going on now? Yes, it is. But uh, the last uh, uh, garden we had was in uh, Sevilla in Spain. And we had really a problem with post because of COVID-19. And a lot of pieces were lost. In, and that, that was the worst when pieces are lost or they didn't arrive in time at all. And oh. people one month or two months in advance. Um, so we, we really thought, uh, and, um, and now you couldn't give the, uh, uh, you couldn't do anything around it. You couldn't do the workshops. You couldn't connect with people. It's also the same when I'm outside now and photographing and placing my paper figures before people would stop and ask, what are you doing? And you had a conversation about it. And now we can't do, now we can't have the conversation. Yeah. So really, so the last uh, collage garden was different. Then we decided to, um, to do two expositions to uh, make it uh, an open call and we would select uh 20 works uh 40 works total 20 works for Sevilla and 20 works for Norway and we had them in a in a cafe which which was still open mm. and um but you're lacking the conversation so I'm not really sure if I'm going to do any um any more uh yeah as the situation is now or maybe I should think of another open call project um which people can join and where we can have a conversation in a different matter that I mm-hmm. haven't there. I know it, it is so hard. And it's, um, I think that was actually the first piece of yours I found was that woman sitting inside the, the mask, sitting inside the blue mask on the windowsill. And I thought, oh, yep, there's a sign of the times. All right. Yeah, it is really hard. That's what I love so much about Collage Fest. Like I said, like talking to somebody about glue for an hour, um, you know, or, or like with your work, people being able to ask what you're doing or to say, oh, I saw the, the girl down the alleyway. Was that you? And yeah, when that's missing, it, it takes a lot of that, that magic away. It takes a lot of magic. Oh, with the collage garden, I, it was one of the most magical things that ever happened to me with collage. Uh, it was in Kathmandu, Nepal, and uh, they had collaged it. And then we heard back from somebody who was living there, an artist with help. Uh, with the organization of it all and he said there is a little girl and her mother she carries the little girl because she couldn't walk to the wall every day because she see because there were such so many figures and uh, she couldn't go to school because she was uh, um, she couldn't walk <laughs> oh and then and so her mother would carry her there and put her on a chair and she was would be looking at the wall already for weeks and that was really that broke my heart that really touched my heart like those things that make it really worthwhile when you're doing yeah. it oh that's amazing well you know i would not be surprised if you figure out a way to do an open call <laughs> in another way um or you know just um i was gonna say sit still for a bit a minute and wait till this is over but i don't think you can sit still it doesn't seem like it uh, oh i can i sit still <laughs> much that i want but I have 
I have a lot of ideas, but first it's fake collage and that's going to take a lot of time because uh, people can post uh, their collages on Instagram and we will try to select and post as many as possible on our account so people can get inspired and see what other people do and get, yeah, yeah. Uh, get connected with people, um, talk about collage. And so that's going to take a lot of work the coming month. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because I had known about that, but I didn't realize it was you. And um, and then so I was looking at the dates for when, you know, we were recording and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is the collage universe being like, ta-da. So it's so great that we can have this episode. Tell everybody to go and do it. And, uh, and then, yeah, everybody can follow along on the hashtags. And again, I will put all of the information for how to do this and everything in my post so that people can... Um, can do it because I know I've got lots of collage listeners, but also people who do all sorts of different things who will be happy to, you know, try their hand at collage for, for a month. <laughs> um, so do you have anything that's coming up or what, what's going on with you? Are you still going outside uh, in Norway winter to put things out there? Yes, I'm, I'm still going outside. I, uh... I do that every week at least several times. I don't post everything I place on Instagram because I'm not always happy with the photograph, how it turned out. And um, and it's gone because I left it, so I can't do it again. Uh, there are several projects um, I'm working on now. I'm working together with Newart Everdeen. Newart is a, a street art festival in Norway. Oh. But we also have a street art festival in Aberdeen. And um, Aberdeen is in Scotland. And it's um, uh, England, UK, and uh, yeah, we're working on a new way to uh, um, how to say. It? I'm sorry, here's my English lesson. Um, yeah, where the collage and street art uh, will be combined in a new way. Mm. We have found a way, so we're working on that, but uh, we don't have all details ready yet. So oh, so that's exciting. Yeah, that's really an exciting project. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And I guess you'll have to, I mean, can you, like in Europe, how are you guys able to travel right now or no? Um, we can travel, but we are advised not to. Right. It's not really easy to travel. Yeah. And Norway is really, Norway is one, uh, has one of the um, lowest infection rates, but we also very, very uh, strict at the border. You have right. to go in an obligated 10 days quarantine and you have to have two tests and yeah, all those kind of stuff. Right. So and you'll do this, you'll be doing this sort of through Zoom and I will be doing it for my little wet house. Yeah. <laughs> I, will um, together with the, I will do it together with other collage artists. It won't be only me. So. Yeah. And then before we started recording, you told me about um that it's very freezing cold there right now. Can you tell me who's going out in the snow? What you were telling me, who's going to go out in the snow and get photographed uh, in the next day or two? Okay, I just made a little mermaid uh, with flowers in their hair and everything. And um, I was thinking it's totally not the uh, <laughs> temperatures for, for, a, for a mermaid now. So I will leave her and will take with me some water and I will... I will have her in ice. So. <laughs> oh, poor little frozen mermaid. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see that. I will be watching Instagram for that one for sure. Um, well, you know what? Thank you so much. This was so fun. And I, you know, that's what this podcast is all about for me is like seeing these things on Instagram, 
you know, having so many questions, I was like, I, I, the list was just coming out of me so quickly and I could not wait to be able to call you in your little red house and, um, and give all the answers. It's been so nice. And we, we, um, I'm, I won't post the video you guys, but, um, we're on video together. So this entire time she's been playing with one little piece of paper in her hands. (laughs) (laughs) That's the true sign of a collage artist when they can't, not be touching paper. So um, (laughs) thank you so much for taking time away from your family and from cutting things out and from coming up with five zillion project ideas to um, come and talk to me. I was really happy to be on your uh, podcast also because you are making collage and making art and uh, bringing collage to a different new level. That's what I really like about your work. So uh, thank thank you. Well, you know, it took both of us a long time to figure out that what we were doing was actually art. So hooray for us for figuring that out. And hopefully um, uh, next time we chat, my little Okanagan Collage Museum will be um, <laughs> underway and maybe we'll spread that message around the world. Okay, as soon as you know what kind of work you want, I would really like to donate the work. Oh, yes, I would love that. I'm totally going to do it. I'm going to do a little drive around my town. There's so many, so many little things that I'm sure I could take over, so... Actually, I even have a shed. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, here's my project. Um, Anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to be watching for your frozen mermaid on Instagram. and, uh, And we'll stay in touch from now on. Thank you for that. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. I have an update for you. First, go check out her Instagram immediately. The Norwegian mermaid is out there lying in the snow right now. (laughs) Her Instagram handle is miss.printed on Instagram. Oh, she's such a little lovely, lovely mermaid. Very, very cold, but lovely. Also, the Okanagan Collage Museum has now morphed into the Canadian Collage Museum. Go big or go home, right? Right. So I have got two possible locations and I'm just waiting to hear back from people about it. But mark my words, this is happening. Stay tuned. I will let you know when the museum's ribbon cutting ceremony will be held. (laughs) Oh, okay. That was so much fun and I desperately need to cut things out now. Isn't it crazy that she didn't consider herself an artist for so long? Do you see where I'm going with this? If you're listening to this, telling yourself that you're not an artist, take a page out of one of Angela's books, maybe not the one with the lion cut out of it, and start calling yourself an artist today. Okay, I'm done ranting. If you want to see everything that Angela and I talked about, just head over to my site, thejealouscurator.com. Thank you so much to Angela for taking the time to share her story with me, and as always, Thank you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.